0: Second Timothy chapter number 1, yep, and uh, let's read here a verse uh, that Paul brought up, uh, something that he said about the one that, uh, about his faith life, let's put it that way, about his life of faith. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Yes, this is the way we live. I've been interested all of my uh, adult life. I've been interested in the, the subject of walking by faith. Yes, sir. That's how I please God. Yes. Uh, to be honest with you, that's the way uh, I receive from heaven. That's right. That really faith is the way we, it's the way God rolls.
1: That's right. yes. He's
0: a faith God. Right. He, he He asked us to take His word and believe it, that's right. and uh, and to treat it like it's so. Uh, We live in a culture that doesn't believe the Word of God, but that doesn't change me. The Word is still the Word. The Word of God is still the Word of God. So uh, to walk by faith, the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please Him. And I think you're going to see this morning one reason that's true. Not because God's hard to please, uh, uh, but because He has so much He wants to do for His children. And faith opens the door for Him to do that. You know, m- most Christians don't really think much about it, but uh, you, you can keep the door closed to God, yeah. maybe not even aware that it's closed yeah. because of believing something that's just not true. Right. Uh, but uh, God wants, you know, God is not a forceful God. He he's really waits for an invitation yes, into people's lives. He gave us all a free will. He uh, doesn't coerce us. You know, God didn't coerce you if you're born again. He didn't coerce you into getting saved. He wooed you. He summons you. He loved you. He showed His goodness to you. And uh, you responded to that and opened the door of your heart and invited Him in. And boy, when you invited Him in, He just came in. Amen. Amen. Uh, Because with God, uh, to intervene without invitation is interference. You might want to write that down. To to intervene without invitation is interference. In other words, he's a uh, he's he's a perfect gentleman. Right. Uh, But what we want to learn to do is invite him into our lives. And receive from Him because the Bible talks about, we, we often use this verse maybe sometimes to uh, talk about sinners, uh, God, God standing at the door of sinners' hearts and knocking, and certainly He does that. Don't yes. misunderstand me. Yes. Yes. But the verse that we quote about that, about where it says, where, uh, behold, I stand at the door and knock yes. over in the book of Revelation, do you know that's actually written to Christians? Yeah. Yes. It's written to Christians. Yes, <laughs> And even Christians, now that doesn't mean He's not in their heart and that they're, they're not the temple of the Holy Ghost. It just simply means He's trying to get into different areas of their life and, uh, and to help them in different areas of their life. But they had not opened the door to Him. He had to knock. Well, we want to learn to open the door to Him. And there's more to do in it than just, be, and just wanting to open the door. We have to actually do it the way the Bible says. But anyway, but faith is a big part of that. And, uh, and so we want to look at something about Paul's faith life here in 2 Timothy 1, verse number 12. He said, For which cause I also suffer these things, talking about some of the persecution he had for preaching. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. That's a good testimony. I'm not ashamed of Jesus. I'm not ashamed of the Word of God. I'm not ashamed of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm not ashamed of what the Word of God says. He said, I know, here's the reason I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded, persuaded is a faith word, that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I know whom I have believed. I want you to underline that in your Bible or mark it some way. I know whom I have believed. He's talking about believing God. He's talking about having faith in God. And he said, I know whom I have believed. Now, this might not seem like it, but it's going to tag on to what we were preaching last Sunday here. Remember last Sunday, we were talking about knowing God as the one who sees ahead and provides. He saw our need for a Savior, Jesus, the Savior, before we even were a twinkle in our mom and dad's eye, yes. yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: before we were even born. Right. He, he saw a born. need that we needed a Savior, and he, the Bible said, Jesus was the lamb slain from the foundation yes. of the world. Yes. So, so God wants you to get to know him in that way, that he has been ahead of you in every area of life and prepared everything you'll need in every area of life. That's Amen. Right. He's Jehovah-Jireh, means the God who sees ahead and provides. I'm not just talking about finances. Here we're just talking about Jesus as Savior. He sees ahead. He's even ahead of you right now preparing a place for you in heaven. Remember, he said, I go to prepare a place for you. You know, it'd be good for you to always say, God's always ahead of me. When you come up to a situation, you have need of wisdom, you need an answer, you need some direction, you need some strength, you need some, uh, some finances, you need something from the Lord, uh, God's already prepared that need yes, according to the Scriptures. Yes, he has. And God wants us as His children to get to know Him in that way. Uh, and really, if it's, somebody said, well, if He's already prepared everything I need, where is it? It's waiting, Hebrews chapter number 4 says, it's waiting on those who believe. It's faith that, that opens, that, that, that causes us to enter into it. Mm, come on. So we'll get into some things here, but 2 Timothy 1, 12, Paul didn't just say, I know what I believe. Paul said here, I know whom I have yes. believed. Yeah. In other words, he knew the one he was yeah, trusting. I don't know if you thought much about it, but until you know somebody, you can't trust them. Trust, trust or faith in somebody is not something you can just turn on or turn off. You have to know something about them. You have to know them. What if you had uh, 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 something very, very valuable... And uh, let's, just take, let's just take cash itself, for example. Let's just say you had a whole bunch of money and you got to run to the airport. You can't get to the bank, but you need to deposit it into the bank. Do you just find any old stranger on the street that you don't know and say, hey, here's my account number. Here's some cash. I don't have time to get to the bank. Could you run this down to the bank for me? No, you don't do that. Why? Not, not to anybody just that you don't know, right? Because why? You don't know them, so you can't trust them.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: right. But if it's somebody that you've known for a long time, they've always been honorable, they've always had integrity, and i have always been right and good and lived right and so forth and, and done you right and so forth and so on, well, you could, you could hand it to them and say, hey, could you take this to the bank for me, right? Why? Because you know them. You know their character, right? You know their faithfulness. You know their integrity, right? Isn't that good? Uh, So uh, Paul said, I know him. Uh Amen. He didn't say, I know what I believe. Knowing what you believe is right and good. We need to know what we believe. But Paul went beyond that and he said, I know the one that I'm believing. So Paul didn't just know principles. Amen. He didn't just know steps. He didn't just know, you know, formulas. Uh That's good. There's principles in the word of God, right? There's steps in the word of God. Bible talks about that. But he knew the person, the one who he was trusting. And I want to talk to you this morning about getting to know your father. Because in order to walk by faith, you have to know him. Now that's a lifelong, don't misunderstand me. Getting to know him is a lifelong thing. Uh, I still every now and then, see, my wife and I have been married since 1988. How many years is that? That's 35, yeah, 35 years. Uh, so, I, and we've, we've been around one another that whole time, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But every now and then she still does something that, or, or, or she still says something that's like, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah.
0: She said something about two weeks ago. I'm like, really? I've been living to you 35 years and I didn't know that. <laughs> so getting to know somebody is a lifelong thing, right? Yes, and yes. the same thing with God. Actually, it's going to take eternity yes, it is. to know him right. fully. Yes. Hallelujah. I want to know Him better than I've known Him, right? And so uh, Paul's saying here that's what he was in the process of doing. He was knowing God. He was getting to know God. And you can know God. You can know His ways. You can know what He likes, what He doesn't like, what is priority with Him, what's not priority with Him. You can know what's important. You can... uh, The Bible says that there are things that are highly esteemed with men that are an abomination to God. There are things that are huge to men, like whether their sports team wins or not. But it's really not that important to God. You might say, Pastor, you're jumping on my team. I didn't mention any teams. (laughs) Right? Nor did I say it's wrong to watch sports. That's not what I'm talking about. I enjoy it sometimes. You know what I'm talking about. But as, as, as far as what's important in my life, not really. Right. No, that's right. That's right. right? Come on, somebody. So uh, praise the Lord. I don't know why came, that came out. Maybe it'll help some of us. But yeah, I think there's a game today, huh? So, uh, but you need to not just know, uh, when it comes to knowing God, you need to know Him. Yes. Right. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, this might, sound, uh, this might sound like it's wrong, but hear me out. Don't, don't make me say something I didn't say. Our faith is not just in a book, right. the Bible. Yes. Now, don't go out of here before I finish that statement. Right. Because that book came from him, right? The yes. Bible came from him. That is him. It is yes, him. Sir. That's right. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, it, but, but those words in that book came from somebody. Came from a person, not a human person, like a, we're, we're human, but I'm talking about a person in the sense of a, 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 a personality, somebody, you know, it's yeah. God, they came from God, That's right. Amen. right? Do you, uh, if you're dating, you're a young person and you're dating and you get a letter, you know, you don't do that much anymore, but an email maybe <laughs> from, from the person that you're dating, do you fall in love with the letter? Well, you do love the letter, but only because it came from them. If it hadn't come from them, you'd throw it in the trash. Like an advertisement for an insurance company or something, you know, just throw it in the trash. It's not the paper that you love. It's the per- this this is, this is the person, somebody wrote, somebody that loves me, somebody that I love. Oh, look what they said. Oh, they said I was, they said I was all right last night. I, I, was, I was kind, I was gentle, I was a gentleman, I paid the bill at the restaurant, right? I opened the door, right? Right? Yeah, I didn't just sit out there and honk the horn. They said I was a gentleman. Whoa, she thinks I'm a gentleman. That paper isn't the valuable thing, it's the person that said that. Praise the Lord. So uh, it's our, our faith, the, the book, the Bible, is God speaking to us. Yes, so is. we love the Word of God, yes. yes. But it's because of the person the who yes. said those words, yes. right? Yes. Uh, God reveals Himself to us through the Word, but, uh, just, but, but only because the Word points to the one who wrote the words. Is that right? Uh, but scriptures are not an end into themselves. The, someone wrote those words. Right. Those words reveal someone. Right. Sure they reveal God. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Amen. So you can know the, the Bible or principles in the Bible. In fact, the world does this. They take principles out of the Bible, take, try to take God out of it, and, and then try to make it work as a formula, and that's where a lot of the business principles that people use come from. Now, they'll work because they are godly principles, but that won't get you to heaven. And that won't build your faith in God because you're taking God out of it. Am I preaching all right this morning? So you can know principles and not know God. You can you can know scriptures and not know God. I'm, I mean, mentally log or memorize scriptures and not know God. Amen. The devil knows scriptures. He quotes them. He quoted them to Jesus. And 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 uh, remember, whenever he said cast, because Jesus kept answering him there in Luke four. Whenever he was tempting him in the wilderness, and and Jesus kept answering him with the scriptures. So the devil goes, ah, he goes, I know what I'm going to do. He said, here's the last temptation: cast yourself down off the pinnacle of the temple, because it is written. And he quoted a verse about angels being ch- given charge over you. Satan quoted a scripture. Satan knows the scriptures. And He'll even bring them to you sometimes. They'll always be distorted. They'll always be out of context. They will not be in line with the rest of the Word of God because He's trying to use them to twist the Scriptures. You understand what I'm talking about? So uh, we see in the Scriptures that the Bible shows us that, uh, in, the, in fact, let's go to John chapter number 5. I want you to see this. Can you hear this out this morning? We're going to get to something that's really going to help us here. You believe in God for utterance? Yes, sir. John 5, 37 through 40. This is Jesus talking to the most religious people of his day. Mm -hmm. And he said to them, the Father, this is John 5, 37 through 40. The Father himself, which hath sent me, hath borne witness of me. But he's talking to the religious people of his day. He said, you have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his shape. And you have not his word abiding in you. The Bible tells us to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly over in Colossians. But look look at what he said here. "For For whom he hath sent, whom God hath sent, him you believe not. He's talking about Jesus, Jesus himself talking about himself. Then notice this. Search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me, of Jesus. And you would not come to me that you might have life. These guys were intellectually acquainted with the scriptures. They could quote scriptures, right? And because of that, they felt like they knew God. Isn't that right? But God showed up in the flesh and they crucified him as a troublemaker. They knew the Bible. They could quote you scriptures. They could rattle them off. But when the scriptures themselves manifested in the flesh, because the Bible said the Word was made flesh, when it manifested in the flesh, they did not recognize God. on, on. on. Woo! It's possible today to be a scripture quoter, Bible toter, you know what I'm talking about? Meet and goer, bumper sticker user. You could have a bumper sticker on your car, on your refrigerator, and on your forehead. Quoting scriptures, you know what I'm talking about? Put them on your briefcase, put them everywhere, and not know God. Because you can know them intellectually mentally and not really have revelation oh come on somebody you can have a head full of knowledge and the holy ghost show up and start to lead you and guide you into something he's trying to talk to you about and you miss him totally because you're living out of your head not out of your heart come on pastor that's good good amen You can read books about Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, all these founding fathers, and and know a lot of trivia about them, know, have a lot of data about them, know, you could pass a quiz if somebody asked you about them, but that doesn't mean you knew Abraham Lincoln or George Washington or Thomas Jefferson. Amen? But people know Jesus like they know Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson, or Abraham, you know. That's the way they know God. They have read books about Him, but they don't really know Him. Amen. It's possible to to know the Bible backwards and forwards and not know God. Now, I don't mean the Bible doesn't reveal God. It does. It reveals God. But but what I'm simply saying is head knowledge is not enough. You've got to have fellowship with God. And you've got to be, let the Holy Ghost bring, teach you the Word of God and bring it alive to you. You can read, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world and walk around defeated because it's not revelation to you. You can read, my God supplies all my need according to his riches in glory and it's not revelation to you. You don't really know that in your heart. Am Am I making any sense tonight? Uh, but, but, uh, I want you to know something over here in John 17, verse number three, John 17, verse number three, praise the Lord. God God is a person, not a, not a human. I don't mean, I mean, Jesus became flesh and became human too, but I'm talking about God as a spirit. Bible says, but he's not just a force or a, a, uh you know, a doctrine or, uh, you know, something like that, uh, a theological discussion. He is a person. And he, he has ways. And, uh, and you can get to know him. The difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament is they couldn't know him personally. They could know about him, but they didn't know him. Jesus came on the scene and started revealing the Father revealing the Father. And here's something he said in John 17. Notice what this says in verse number 3. He said himself, Jesus himself said this, This is eternal life, Mm -hmm. that that, that they might know thee, the only true God, he's praying, talking to God, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. This is eternal life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That you know God. This is real living. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Notice he didn't just say, this is the eternal life that you get born again. Yeah. No. Yes, no. Born again is the first step to knowing God. That's right. right? Being born again means that we've made a new creation through confessing Jesus as Lord and Savior. We understand that, probably most of us. But, uh, but being born again is not the end. That's the beginning. That's the beginning. Right. That's right. Yes. Being born again is like coming to the church altar and receiving Christ, and Jesus says, Hi, welcome to welcome to the family.
1: That's right.
0: That's right. Yeah. Right? But and, and that's the beginning, but there's so much more. To know. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is a person and you can get to know him.
1: Yes.
0: It's not just going to heaven. That's right. It's knowing God. When I say knowing God, I mean You you get to know Him through His Word and through experience. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit because you can get off on experiences. But the the primary way to get to know Him is through His Word. But you can know His Word mentally and not have revelation of Him. All right. So let's think about this a little bit. Would that be all right? Yes, sir. sir. Uh, You can, uh, you know, the Word... You know, I'm a word, you might hear me say this and say, well, you know, boy, he doesn't like the Bible. No, I'm a word man. I spend more time in the Bible than most people. I love the word of God. But it's because it's revealing the one that I love. Amen. I'm a word man. But don't try to apply the word to any situation without fellowship Ah. with God. See, Christianity is not a set of, uh, of, of, of uh, rules and regulations. It's not a creed. It's not a doctrine per se. There, there are doctrines. We know that. But it is, it, and it's not religion. Christianity is not religion. Right. Christianity Come on. Come on. is a relationship yes. right. that has sweet, Precious fellowship with the one who saved us, redeemed us. And and it is a father and his children or a father and his family, not servants to a God far, far away in a galaxy far, far away. This is fellowship. This is, you know, Paul bowed his knees there in third chapter of Ephesians. He said, I bow my knees under the Father. Of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, the, yes. father, and yes. is. Yeah. the father and His family. That's what Christianity is. It's the Father and His family. Hallelujah! We don't pray to a God way up in heaven. Right. Now, don't misunderstand me. He's God.
1: Yes, yes.
0: We respect and we reverence Him, yes. but He's also Father. That's right. He's loving. He's caring. He's intimate. You can know him. He wants to have fellowship with you. John chapter number 14, verses 21 and 23. Talk about it. They that, 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 that keep my commandments, that I will love them and manifest myself to them. I will reveal myself to them. And he said, I will make my abode with them. Amen. That's God having fellowship with his children. That's not a, you know, a distant thing where we just have a bunch of creeds and you know, codes that he sent down here for us to live, but we don't know him. No, that's, 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 that's not what God has planned for his people. Man, I'm glad I came to church this morning. Hallelujah. But uh, So the word of God will reveal God, but you must have fellowship with the word fellowship with the Holy Spirit yeah. who teaches you the Word. Yes. Am I making any sense? Yeah. That's where real living really is. That's what Jesus said. This is eternal life. Not just being born again. Don't misunderstand me. I'm, we believe in the new birth. We preach the new birth. And that's the beginning of all this. But don't just get saved and then not get to know your Father. Yes. Once you get saved, you, that's the, then the process begins of getting to know your Father getting to know Jesus, getting to know your Savior. Amen. And so uh, with with looking at this, uh, we we see Jesus in John 7, verses 14 through 16, uh, something very interesting. The Pharisees and the important religious leaders of Jesus' day, John 7, 14 through 16, I won't read all this, but you can read it there on your own. They said, "How How knoweth this man these things? Uh, having never learned, in other words, he didn't go to our school. He didn't get to go to our theological cemetery. I mean, seminary. <laughs> come on, somebody. How does he know all this? He didn't come to my classes. You know, I know all this stuff, and, and here he is talking about this. And how, how does he know all this? You know how he knew it? He knew it by revelation. Yes. He knew it from the whole, by the Holy, That's right, the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Amen. God was real to him. Yes. And listen, revelation knowledge is much more powerful than a textbook knowledge yes. of God. Amen. There are multitudes that can, that can quote data and things that the Bible says about God, yes. but they don't know that for themselves. Right. And unless they do, mm-hmm. their faith is not really going to work that well. Paul said, I know him. I know him. Hallelujah. Revelation is a heart thing. Knowing God is a heart thing. Having data in your head is different than having revelation in your heart. Amen. Now, here's a verse to think about, Ephesians 3, 19. It talks about knowing the love of Christ that passes knowledge. How do you know something that goes beyond knowing? You know it by revelation. I'll tell you the Holy Ghost in you can can impart a truth into your spirit that you want to tell everybody about it, and you even go tell people about it, and they go, Yeah, I've been knowing that. And you're thinking, no, you don't know it. You don't know it. Yeah. I got a revelation of it. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know one indication that you have a revelation? Come on. Come on. You're excited about you're it. Excited yes. about it. Yes. Yeah, you're excited yes. about it. Yes, the are. light of the eyes rejoices the heart, the yes. Bible said. Yeah. When you come to into a knowledge of God in a way that, that, that you didn't see Him before, yes, it will thrill you to the core. Yes, it does. And you'll want to go out and tell people, and you even will tell people, and they'll go, they'll, they'll just look at you with a glazed-over look like, I don't know what, you know. But see, God reveals Himself yes. through the Holy Ghost. Yes, He does. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. That the only way you can know something that goes beyond knowing is, is you know it in your heart when your head can't even explain it. That's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Absolutely. People say, "I, I believe that I, that by Jesus' stripes we're healed." You can hear a preacher say that, and not really have revelation of that. That's true. Absolutely true. Let me give you an example. Let me. Let me. Let me. I, I don't know if you ever thought about this. Acts chapter number nineteen. There were. There were Paul was casting out devils. <laughs> by the power of God by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, by the authority of the believer. And there was these seven guys. This is Acts 19, verses 11 through 16. Seven sons of Sceva. They saw Paul doing this and they said, hey, we're going to do that. So they found this guy harassed and demon-possessed and they said, come out in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. Remember that? (laughs) Come out in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches. And you remember the story? You ever read that story? The Bible said the man, the demon in the man that they were trying to cast the devil out of, the demon in the man said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? Now, these people, these seven sons of Sceva were not born again. They were just religious people. And uh, so when, notice, see, if they're not born again, they're in the kingdom of darkness. They belong to Satan's kingdom. And notice he said that the one Satan whose kingdom they were in said, who are you? He didn't even know them. The Bible says about God that he knows those who are his. And he wants you to know him. So here's, here's a Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? <laughs> So, and the devil was in that man jumped on those men, yeah. tore all their clothes off, and they ran out of the house yeah. screaming and naked because this demon overcame them. Yeah. In other words, uh, that didn't work. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Notice why it didn't work. They were trying to do it in the name of Jesus mm-hmm. that Paul preached. Yeah. They didn't know him themselves. Right. They didn't have revelation of who Jesus was that Paul preached. They just thought it was like a rabbit's foot. You know, the name of Jesus is sort of like a rabbit. It's like something magic or something, and you just use that name. But see, it's not a rabbit's foot. It's a person. And it is revelation of the name and who's, who, what the authority that's in that name. And those men had no revelation of that. They They had hand-me-down revelation Uh-oh. Right. am I still in the, in the right room yes. so how many of you know you can't say it has to become whatever the word of God says whatever you come to church and hear the word of God says you can't go out and say well uh, you know it, we believe down at the church what do you believe what do you know come on. who do you know yes. Yes. yeah you're saved but do you know yeah. do you yeah. Do you know the authority yeah. that's in that name? Yeah. Do you have revelation yes. of that? Or is it just what's preached down at the church? So Amen. When Satan came against, against Jesus in the wilderness, tempting him, remember the Bible said he tempted him? The Bible said for 40 days, we have record of three of the temptations. He didn't say, well, the rabbis say, uh-uh. or no. no, no. well, we believe down at the synagogue. No, he did not. Yeah. No, he said said what he knew, what what the Word of God said, and God had shown him about himself from the Word. It was personal. It was his. Listen, you can start out. I started out with some of the things that I'm walking in today that I I have in God, the, the things I walk in in God and so forth. I started out in those things hearing someone else preach them. How many of you know you can get to know God because somebody else that's teaching you knows God? Right. Absolutely. But there comes a point that you have to, that has to become yours. Yes. yes. It's not theirs anymore. Amen. It's, it's, uh, it's a little like the seven sons of Sceva. They were not a voice. They, they, they I like to say it this way. They had second-hand revelation. In other words, it wasn't something that they had gotten a hold of themselves. They were just borrowing something Paul had revelation of. It wasn't real to them. The authority in that name was not real to them. It was not something they walked in personally. They were just using second-hand revelation. And I say this about secondhand revelation or hand-me-down revelation. I don't know uh, if you can identify with this, but I'm the third. I grew up in a family of five children, uh, two sisters, two brothers, all of them. Well, I have have a younger sister, but all the other ones are older than me. And I had two brothers older than me who grew you know, through through jeans and different <laughs> clothes and shirts and stuff. And uh, they grew through them so fast that, that my mom just put them in the attic for a couple of years until I came along or, or until I got to that size. And uh, then she pulled them out of the attic. And I wore, I just wore all their secondhand clothes. You know, they had worn the knees out. Remember the old patches you used to put on the knees? <laughs> and, and you iron that thing on there and you have got jeans with patches on, you know. Yeah. And so that's, that's, I, I wore a lot of their clothes as I came up, you know. And I got so tired of secondhand clothes. Come on now. I told mom, I want some clothes a mile. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's the way you get as a Christian. You, you just don't, don't want it's, to. It's, it's good that the pastor knows it, it's good that he has revelation of it, it's good that it's working for him. But I want firsthand revelation myself. I'm not saying don't go to church and try to get it from God directly because we can get things from other people. I started out that way. I went to Bible school. I went to Kenneth Hagin's Kenneth Bible school. And I started getting what, what. and I, but see, I didn't just listen because he said it. I said, okay, where's that in the Scripture? He'd go to the Scripture, and i go, well, sure enough, there it is. Sure enough, there it is. And I, it, and I saw 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 it. I kept seeing it, and I kept seeing it. And I got to the place. It was not just his anymore. It was mine. right. In fact, if he would have, he didn't, but if he would have changed and said, you know what I preached to you about the authority of the believer, it's not true. I'd have gone, no, I, you, you, you. too late.
1: Yep. Yeah. Too late.
0: And I already have revelation yes. of this yes. from the Word of God. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. That, that if he just started saying, you know, healing has passed away, you know, it just it died out with the apostles and so forth and so on. It's not in our covenant. It's not part of the, the, the redemptive work of Christ, so forth and so on. I, had to start, I, I, I got to the place yeah. that it was so much mine that I would have said, too late, too late. Yeah. Yeah. Too late. Yeah. Am I making any sense this morning? Yeah, sir. Praise God. Praise so you can uh, start out walking with God through somebody else's revelation. And, uh, but as you get established in the word of God yourself, these things become personal ownership, these truths, amen. So you might begin to believe because of somebody else's knowledge Mm -hmm. and revelation, but it's a little like the, the woman at the well, remember Jesus met the woman at the well and there was an exchange there, you know, he was, he asked for water and, you know, there was an exchange there of conversation. And, uh, and Jesus started operating in revelation knowledge. And he said, go call your husband. You remember that? Yeah. And she said, I don't have a husband. He said, well, you've had f- five, and the one you have now is not your husband. And, and he's operating in revelation knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, whoa, yeah. you must be a prophet. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the conversation kept on going until she actually believed that he was the Messiah. Yeah. And then and she believed on him. And she went back to the, the, the town she came out of. And she told everybody about, who she, who, about right. Jesus and so forth and so on. And uh, the Bible said they came out and heard him themselves. And then they told this woman, they said, first we believed because of your report. he said They said, but now we believe because we've heard him, him ourselves. Yes. yes. Oh. yes. You, you, can, you can believe because of somebody else's report, yes. because of somebody else preaching the word Absolutely. or talking about the revelation they have.
1: Yes.
0: But you can get to the place, you know God that way yourself. Yes. Yes. Amen. Woo, and you don't have to call somebody else to pray That's right. <laughs> or to get what you need in yes. life or to receive yes. from God yes. or to exercise authority over the forces of yes. darkness. Yes. Whoa! No longer hand me down, no longer second hand. It's mine. It's mine. And uh, whenever it becomes yours, you're no longer like those seven sons of Sceva, you're no longer an echo, you become a voice. People that just echo what somebody else has revelation of, they're not a voice in the spirit realm and things of the spirit don't respond to an echo, they respond to a voice. Are you with me this morning? Praise the Lord. There, there comes a time that you don't ride somebody else's faith. You can, you can uh, operate in faith for yourself. Now, um, are you enjoying this? In the New Testament, all of us can know God. You can read that in Hebrews and so forth and so on. Uh, but I'm not just talking about being born again. I'm talking about actually knowing him. Being born again is just the beginning. Yeah. And uh, we know we can see him through other people, but we can know him for ourselves. Yes. And so uh, Judas spent, and I've, been, I've, seen this, I've seen this too often. Say this out loud. What he's getting ready to say, he's ready to say is not going to be me. You don't know what I'm going to say, so you're not sure. <laughs> but, yeah. but I'll just, I've seen people hang around the things of God, every, be, be a vital part of a ministry, be, be, be around the teachings of a ministry and uh, from the Word of God. I'm not just talking about somebody's ideas, I'm talking about the Word of God. And uh, spend years there and not get it. Yeah. Wow. Judas did that. He, sure did. Yeah. he was around Jesus for three and a half years. And didn't get it you know what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. Paul had people like that around him uh, Elisha had a man around him like that Gehazi. Mm-hmm. He saw the power of God he saw God work and so forth and yet he wasn't right in his heart and didn't know God. Right. Yeah. am I right? Yes, sir, sir. Abraham had someone around him like that mm-hmm. named Lot yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Abraham is the is the Old Testament example of faith. I mean, there's there's many people of faith in the Old Testament, but the Bible refers to him in the New Testament over and over again as a man of faith. And Lot was around him all the time. Isn't that right? He watched Abraham walk by faith. He watched Abraham talk with God. He watched Abraham receive direction from God. He watched him go into covenant with God. He watched all these things, and yet... And he lived around all that, but he didn't get it. You understand what I'm talking about? He ended up out in the world, doing his own thing, losing everything. Yeah. Amen. In other words, you can't get revelation by osmosis. No, right. you That's right. Amen. You have to hunger for it in your heart. You can hear and not hear. Like the Bible says in Matthew 13. It's a heart thing. It's a faith issue. Amen. You can seek God to know Him, and the Bible says He will reveal Himself to you. You can actually know God. You can know His voice. I don't mean audibly. Satan can duplicate audible things and uh, deceive people through audible. Now, God can talk audibly. Don't misunderstand me. But you have to have enough of the Word, and you know whether that was God or that was Satan. You know, people seek voices and they get in trouble. But when I talk about knowing God and knowing His voice, the, the Bible talks about the still, small voice in our spirits where we just know in our heart what He's talking to us about. You can know God in that still, small voice. Am I making any sense? And you can learn to trust that knowing that that's your Father talking to you, just like you can trust your banker, your lawyer, somebody else in the, in the business world. You can learn to know, I heard from God. Yes. Now, the written Word of God is God talking to us, but the, what about the specifics? The Holy Spirit is in your life to fill in the specifics where the Word of God doesn't cover, like who to marry, you know, so forth and so on. A lot of things in, that the Bible's not going to give you the, the answer you know, thus saith the Lord, mm-hmm. Mary yeah, so-and-so. Right. That'll give you general guidelines. It'll tell you what, what qualifications the, yes. that, that, that you should have. That's right. Look for. That's right. Am I making any sense this morning? Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, you can know God by knowing His voice, recognizing how the Bible talks about Him bearing witness with our spirits, yes. guiding us by peace in our spirits. Mm-hmm. So don't seek to just know formulas and principles. Right. Seek the, seek the one that, uh, who, who, who speaks the word of God. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, Amos 3.3, 3, we'll start wrapping this up here. Amos 3.3, 3, how it says, can two walk together except they be agreed? Anybody in here want to walk with God? Yes. Yes, sir. Not just get saved. And, and not interact with Him anymore, not know Him, not, not follow His plan, but you actually want to walk with God. Yes. Yes. Amen. I believe we've got a room full of people yes. who want to actually walk with God. They want to know Him, yes. know His voice. Yes. They want to know His character. They want to know He's good. They want to know Him in His mercy. They want to know Him in His faithfulness. Isn't that right? Yes. See, uh, you can know about somebody but not know their character. That's true. Let me give you an illustration. I mean, uh, this is not a perfect illustration, but let's say you come to service here. Let's say you know you've been going to a church for a couple of years or something, and you keep meeting this you keep meeting this usher. He's always friendly, he's always kind, a good man, always helpful, always got a smile on his face. Bubba Jones, Bubba Jones is is, is just your favorite usher down at the <laughs> church. And Bubba Jones, I mean, he's he loves God, he's full of God, he's always excited and rejoicing and praising God. He's an encouragement. It's good good to be around Bubba Jones, man. Bubba Jones. <laughs> And you know him, you think you know him, and you've, you've been around him maybe every Sunday for two years or something or yeah. a year and a half or whatever. And, uh, boy, I, I just like Bubba Jones. He's always got a smile on his face. Oh, yeah. And one day, you, you're just passing the time, you don't have anything to do, and you're, you're watching something on TV, and let's just pick something. Let's say uh, you're watching a fishing tournament on TV. I'm making this up, all right? <laughs> I mean, you're watching the Bassmaster Classic. I mean, it's the, it's the top. Nice. Fishing competition in America and they and they keep talking about Bubba Jones Who's Bubba? I know a Bubba Jones. I can't be the same Bubba Jones is it and and Bubba Jones wins and they put him up there And sure enough, it's the usher at the church yeah. Bubba Jones I didn't know Bubba Jones for the last three years has been the Bassmaster Classic champion Man. I heard him talk about his bass boat I heard him talking about fishing, but I didn't know he's the world champion for three years running You thought you knew Bubba Jones. You like my little story I made up? But you only knew one part of Bubba Jones. And that's the way getting to know God is. There are multitudes of good people love God in America, many places in the world. And they know Him. They know Him as Savior and so forth and so on. But there's a whole side to God they don't even know. Right, yeah. they heard him talk about it from time to time, yeah. Yeah. like you heard Bubba Jones talk about his bass boat. Right, yeah. 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 right? Yeah. Did but you didn't really know Bubba Jones, like 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 Bubba Jones. You didn't really know he is a world class professional yeah. fisherman. Wow, yeah, that's yeah. good. That's Am I making any sense? Yes, and you can come to church and hear a little bit about God and know sides of Him, mm. know parts of Him. Yeah. Come on. Am I preaching all right? Yes, sir. But you don't really know him in all the ways he can be known. That's why we need fellowship with one another. Because you need to know. See, see, I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but in the garden, God said, God, when God made Adam and Eve, he put them in the garden of Eden, you remember? And the Bible said that, uh, they, that God came and fellowshiped with them every day in the cool of the evening. I believe it was morning and evening. It didn't really say that, but I believe he came and uh, fellowship with them morning and evening. And uh, uh uh, and uh, so, but uh, the Bible says, not, here they are, especially Adam, before Eve was created. <clears throat> Adam had fellowship with God every day. Yeah. And you know what he said? He said, it's still not good that man be alone. Yeah. He had access to God, oh, fellowship with God. Wow. And he said, it's still not good that he be alone. Huh. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to create a help suitable for him. Glory be yeah. to God. And he brought somebody, uh, another person yes. into Adam's life to have fellowship together with yes. that both of them yes. could yes. get to know God. Yes. And, of course, they had children. You know, yes. of course, they fell. We know that how they sinned and everything. But here's my point. Get, you getting to know God is good. It's important. Yeah. But like Adam said or God said about Adam, it's not good that he be alone. It's not good that you be alone in getting to know God. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because you'll get to know him in and down a trail of knowing him in this area but when you fellowship with other believers who are also getting to know him they'll get to know him in a trail down this this corridor of knowing God and and you thought you know all about God and you meet this other believer and they know him too and they start talking about him and they start showing you him in his word and, and you're going wow I never saw that side of God that's why it's not good that believers be alone, but yeah. that they have a local church to go yes, to, to right. and fellowship that's with other right. believers yes. so because yes. they're getting to know him too. Yes. And as we all fellowship yes. together, we're going to all know him better than we could yes. on our own. Yes. Yes. That's so good.
1: That's so good.
0: And you can know God in one way, like you can know Bubba Jones in one way, but there's a whole side to Bubba Jones you didn't know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe in the local church. I believe in believers getting together, getting to know one another, fellowshipping together, coming around the Word of God together. Praise the Lord. How? Oh, so thank God for the Word. Amos 3.3, how can two walk together except they be agreed? I'm wrapping this up. I'm having so much fun I can't quit this morning. I'm just, I'm just too excited, too stirred up. If the preacher's not excited about what he's preaching, you better, you better go somewhere else. You know what I'm talking about. And so how can two walk together, Amos 3, 3, and except they be agreed? Here's a key to getting to know God better. You want one key before we go? Yes, there are many, but uh, you have to uh, agree with God. If God says, I like this, before he said that, you might have thought, I don't really like that. But when you, when you hear what God likes, because you want to walk with him, and he says what he likes. Finally, all of a sudden, you go, You know what? <laughs> I do too. And your flesh goes, You do not. You go, Shut up. I just decided I like it. That's right. If God likes it, I like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree
0: with God. He likes that. So I, somebody said, What are you talking about? Something like, something like, uh, uh, like he might say, I, I esteem this. I don't, let, me, let me rephrase something here. Uh, Luke 16, 15, Jesus said something very interesting. He said, that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination with God. Yes. Yes. What he's saying is there are things that men say, say wow, that's big, that's huge, that's so important. Yeah. And they, they, they strive after yeah. it. They go for it. Yeah. And it's nothing but carnal ambition. It's Uh-oh. nothing but worldly fame and recognition. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Or something like that, that's good. That's good. being important in the eyes of people.
1: Uh-oh. Come on, there it is. Come
0: on. And people go, man, that's what I want. I want to be famous. I want to be a big, big name singer. I want to do this. I want to do that. And and that which is highly esteemed among men oftentimes is an abomination yes. to God. Why? Because He's looking at the heart.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. He's looking at the pride in it. Yes. Yes. The, the selfishness in it. He didn't really go there and say that, did he, Pastor? Yeah, he said that today. I said it today. There are things that men think is so huge. And God said, it's not important to me at all. In fact, it's disgusting. When you get to know God, you'll find out what he likes and what is not important to him. And what is important to him becomes important to you. And what is not important to him is not important to you. That's one big key to getting to know God. Am I making any sense? Yes, sir. When you walk with God, um, to agree with Him, you have to conform to Him or, or be transformed to the way He thinks. Can anybody just take just a little bit? I'm almost done here. I know we've gone long this morning. But when, when, when you find out what He likes, the Bible says we're in this process of, being, of renewing our mind and being transformed. That's, that's what we're supposed to be in the process of being transformed through the renewing of our mind. Am I making sense? Here's the thing about God. When you find out His ways, when you find out what He esteems, when you find out what's priority with Him or uh, what is right in His eyes or what's wrong in His eyes or so forth and so you find these things out. uh, And you don't think that way? To continue to get to know Him you have to change. Does that make any sense? My fellowship continues to grow with the Lord as I continue to be be transformed into what He says, what what His ways are, what He likes, the way He thinks. What He says is right. What He says is important. On and on and on. And... When you find out what he likes or what's priority with him or important to him, right. uh, don't think he's going to, and, and you're not thinking that same way, don't think he's going to conform to your thinking. There it is. You're called to conform and I'm called to conform to his thinking. Yes, sir. Yes. Am I making any sense? Yes. Praise the Lord. So if you're stubborn and set in your ways, you're not going to walk with God. No, you're yeah. not. Yep. My life, and I'm sure you've experienced this, my life is a constant tweak. Just tweaking, yeah. Oh, yeah. tweaking. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm, I, didn't, I wasn't thinking right on that. Lord, thank you. I'm, I'm seeing that. The Holy Ghost is always tweaking me. Always. In fact, most nights when I go to bed, the Lord takes me back through my day, and he'll point out things that he was pleased with, and he'll point out things. The way you said that, I didn't like that. Yes. You know what I'm always doing? Lord, thank you. Yep. I, I'm going to make that adjustment. Why? Because I want to know you. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. I want to walk with you. How can two walk together except they be agreed? If he said he didn't like it and I go, ah, eh, no big deal. You know, I spoke harsh, but that's no big deal. If he didn't like it, it's going to affect my fellowship with him. Well, it's true. So uh, walking with God means finding out what he likes and what he doesn't like. There's things he likes. He's a person. He likes certain things. And there's things the Bible says he hates. The Bible says there's things that are detestable to him. So we're learning. we're learning. Praise God. You'll find things in the scriptures along these lines. And so spend time with Him. Get to know Him. And, uh, and find out His character. Find out what's right in His eyes. And, uh, and, and continually make the adjustments. And your fellowship will get sweeter and sweeter. I didn't say you're not saved if you don't make the adjustments. I said, see, there's a difference between relationship and fellowship relationship you know two people let's let's use an example of a marriage two people can be married and sign you know they have the ceremony and they sign the marriage certificate and that's filed at the courthouse and then at the courthouse it says they're they're in a covenant of marriage so that's a that's a rela- that's a legal relationship yes sir but that doesn't mean they have good fellowship right. they can have as much fellowship as, as as good fellowship as two cats tied tied together by the tail And that's not fellowship. That just means fussing with one another. (laughs) Are you getting anything out of the Word this morning? God wants to have fellowship with us. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to stop right there. I don't want to just hear about God. Amen. I don't want to just, just know somebody who knows God. I want to know God. And I can know God. That's the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. We can actually know God. Stand with me to your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It's an act of faith when the Lord says, I didn't like that or I don't like that. I'm talking about in your heart. He deals with you in your heart. It's an act of faith to say, right, I don't either. Your mind can say sometimes, Oh, I want that. I want that. But it's an act of faith to set your, 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 agree, your will to agree with God to learn to walk with Him. Amen? And we're faith people. We can do that, right? So praise God. Father, we thank You for Your Word this morning. It is a lamp to our feet. It's a light to our path. We want to know You in all Your ways, as, as we shared last Sunday as Jehovah Jireh. We want to know you in that in tapping into those things you prepared for us we want to know you as the father that you are you are a heavenly father we are your children father there's experiences that we've had that tries to dim that image of who you really are and father so we will not let those experiences conform us to the wrong image but actually be transformed through the renewing of our minds hallelujah father thank you that you're a caring loving heavenly father that you're merciful that you're kind that you're gracious and the enemy wants to lie because of maybe things people have done to us and tell us that's not who you are but father god it is who you are and father we will do the work that is necessary to fight the good fight of faith and not let the devil deceive us by our feelings, by wrong experiences, things in this world that says this is the way God is that are not reality. But Father, we'll take your word and, and, and let your word give us the right image, give us the right knowledge of who you really are. Hallelujah. We're people of faith. We trust you. Father, thank you for revealing yourself to us. In fact, say this out loud, would you? Everybody out loud, say in the name of Jesus. Father God, I ask you today, reveal yourself to me through your word and by your Holy Spirit. I want to know you, Father. I do know you to a degree. I thank you for what I know. But Father, I'm hungry to know you better. I ask you to reveal Yourself to Me, he that cometh to God must believe that He is and He is a rewarder of them who diligently seek Him. I ask you as I seek you to reward Me with revelation of Yourself. I believe I receive it this morning in ways that I haven't seen you, show me, teach me what I don't know. And I'll give you all the glory and all the praise. And I thank you, as a result, my faith will reach another level. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Do you believe he heard you this morning? You might be up against a a, a decision you need to make, and guess what, because you prayed that, He's gonna reveal what what He wants you to do, what's important to Him in that decision, and how to think about the the, the direction you're gonna go. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. I enjoyed this, did you enjoy this? Hallelujah, praise God. So uh, be all this week, you you prayed that prayer, be expecting Him to reveal Himself to you, and answers to come for, for the direction you need to go.